Okay, get comfortable. Good news, guys. We're going to think about God's love a whole lot more today, and I'm going to invite up Tim Ness as we get ready to do that. He's going to bring a word this morning. So excited to have Tim share. I'm just going to pray for him right now. You can join in with me and pray for Tim, and then we'll all get out of the way and leave him to it. It's going to be great. Okay, let's pray for Tim. Tim, uh, yeah, Lord Jesus, thank you for Tim. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his story. Thank you for uh, this word that you have helped him prepare today. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are going to speak through him to us Lord, thank you that you have something to say to us today. And would you help us to hear it? Would you help us to pay attention to it, Lord? We pray peace over Tim's mind and heart this morning. We pray uh, a boldness, a courage in his spirit, Lord. We pray for a fearlessness and a love for you and a love for your people. And Lord, uh, just ask that you would help him to speak out of that love, God, to speak out of your love for us today and everything that you want to say, Jesus. We bless that in your name. Amen. Thank you. Morning, church. Uh, I'll put this down here. Try not to set it on fire. Uh, cool. So we're going to start off, um, I'm going to start off by reading Psalm 33, which is where we're going to focus in this morning. So the words will appear on the screen behind me, but um, if you don't want to follow along, I encourage you to just close your eyes or soften your focus and just listen and just receive the words. So this is Psalm 33. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make music to him with a ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song to him. Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful shout. For the word of the Lord is right. All his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. The Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen to be his own possession. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from his dwelling place. He forms the hearts of them all. He considers all their works. A king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. It provides no escape by its great power. But look, the Lord keeps his eye on those who fear him, those who depend on his faithful love to rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield for our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. May your faithful love Rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. This is the word of God out of Psalm 33. Uh, so this is the fourth and last Advent message of the year. Oh, oh yeah, come on. I'm told the, the panels are canceled this year. This is all we have, people. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, we've had a great run of messages, though, right? Uh, so we had three weeks ago, Kelly started off by redefining hope. 
from the shallow word we normally use it as, like, Tim, I hope you enjoy Shabam tonight, up to, like, the, the actual, the actual, Shabam's for guys too, the actual, um, the word it's used in in the Bible is so much bigger than that, and it's something we can put our hope in, uh, we can put our whole lives in, rather. Next up, we had Femi, and he was speaking on peace, and he told us, and I absolutely love this one, he told us that peace isn't just the absence of stuff, like it's not just getting ourselves busier and having quieter surroundings, but it's all about obedience, it's all about looking to God and then following what he's calling us to do, just walking in that, that's how we get peace. And then last week, we had Laura schooling us on joy. And she told us that the joy we read about in the Bible is actually a real feelable thing. It's not some abstract word, you know, that we can't really understand. Um, and more than that, it's actually available to us right now. It's something we can reach out and we can grab. And now I'm here to speak about love. Uh, now, a couple of the other Advent messages, they started with a dictionary definition. But if I start with Oxford English Dictionary defines love as, like, I'm getting dangerously close to best man's speech. I, I'm not going there. <laughs> Uh, so this year has been a pretty big year for love in my life. I got engaged in the summer. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, I got engaged to the wonderful Naomi Hannah, last name pending. Um, uh, it was lovely, it really was. And then we started wedding planning and that has been less lovely, but no. I can't complain, we're, we're getting on okay now. Uh, no, about a month or so ago, we had the absolute privilege of celebrating Dave and Lindsay Frew's wedding. I don't think they're here this morning, um, but it was an absolutely beautiful day. Anyone who was there, I'm sure, will attest as well. It was just a beautiful day. And shortly before the wedding, I saw a book. I, I just saw, caught eyes on a book about marriage, which was by a Christian author. Now, as a heads up, I'm not going to tell you what the book was or who the author was, because I'm about to slag it off. No, nah, not really. I haven't even read the book, so... <laughs> I can't really slag it off. You know what they say, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, Tim, don't judge a book by its cover. Uh, I'm not really slagging the book off. I can't, I haven't read it, but uh, there's something it said on the blurb that caught my attention because I think it's something which we often think of when it comes to love. Like, it's a common opinion a lot of people think of when it comes to marriage or it comes to love. It said, marriage is not about being in love and staying married is not about staying in love. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was absolutely shocked by this, especially since I was about to go to a wedding, especially, especially since I just got engaged. But I feel like actually a lot of people think about this when it comes to love. They think love is a momentary thing, like it's a feeling that's fleeting. Like people think it, it can't possibly last. They say stuff like, Stop being such a soppy romantic, Tim. They say stuff like, Tim, I think you've watched The Notebook too many times. Maybe go out and get some fresh air. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's a great film, though. <laughs> no, I was really shocked by this, especially since it was being used uh, to advertise a book about marriage. And my definition of that would be a promise, two people making a promise to love and cherish one another unconditionally forever. And I think that was the book's definition of marriage, too. Um, but remember, marriage, as we're taught in the Bible, is a reflection, like a metaphor of God's love for the church. So Jesus is described as being the bridegroom and the church as the bride. So by having this belief that, that marriage isn't really about love, we're getting really close to the territory of believing that our relationship with God is not about love, that it's not about God loving us and us loving God. 
Now, I am very glad to say, going to Dave and Lindsay's wedding, that blurb, like that belief, was absolutely decimated. It was absolutely knocked out of the park, burned to a cinder, sitting there and watching two people in love vow their lives together was a beautiful thing. And then Brian stood up and he shared a message. He reminded us that we have a perfect example of eternal love, lifelong love in the person of Jesus. And that love is unfailing, it is unconditional, it is perfect love. Following Jesus is not just about covenant. It's not just convenience, and it should definitely not just be the done thing, like something you follow along on. It is absolutely about love. It is absolutely about God's love for us, about the greatest commandment as Jesus taught us, loving him back. Here at Rehope, we are very lucky because each week we're reminded that God loves us. So we have Brian or Laura stand up and we just, we just heard that. They say, God really does love you. Um, and I don't know about you, I'm going to be honest, there are some weeks I'm sitting here and it kind of passes by me and it feels like it's just another part of the service. But there are other times when it hits me like a ton of bricks and it is exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. If you take only one thing away from this message, away from this whole service, please let it be this. Oh, I felt, I felt like um, Nicola Sturgeon there saying that. <laughs> don't know why. It just came over me. Is that something, is that something she would say? Sorry. If you, if you take only one thing away from this message, please, no, please let it be this. God really does love you. That's not something Nicola Sturgeon would say. I hope she does one day, but it's true. God really does love you. Whatever your circumstances are, whatever your history, whatever your sexuality, whatever your gender, whatever your race, whatever, it doesn't matter. God really does love you. That is a truth you can go home to and put in the bank. It's absolutely true. And I feel like that message about God's love, it really hits home best at the very end of this psalm that I read out, where it says, may your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. Um, I feel like we can, we can kind of see our Christian lives in three parts, sort of like how a story has a start and a middle and an end. The start would be like the while we were still sinners part, um, you know, where, where we've, we're turning to God, you know, we don't know him yet and we receive his love. And I feel like as Christians generally, we're, we're, we understand God's love for us in that part, you know, the, the God loved us first part. Um, and I feel like we're also pretty all right with accepting God's love at the end, like the far future the eternal love, you know, in heaven, like we're, we're all right accepting God's love for us in heaven. But look what it says here in Psalm 33. May your faithful love rest on us, for we put our hope in you. And some translations go even further and they say, as we put our hope in you. So if this is your 50th Christmas, putting your hope in Jesus, even if it's your 100th, oh no wait, if this is your 100th Christmas, putting your hope in Jesus, I want to give you a round of applause or something. <laughs> I would say a hug, but it's COVID, and you're at least 100, so. <laughs> no, however long you've been putting your hope in Jesus for, his faithful, unfailing, eternal love is absolutely with you, and you can, you can bank on that this Christmas. Okay, but what does it actually mean 
for God's love to be with us? Well, I think this psalm gives us plenty of reasons, uh, plenty of examples, sorry, of what it means. It means we can rejoice. It means we can trust God more. Our trust in God can increase. That can go up. We can trust him more. Uh, It means we can be rescued from difficult situations. And I do believe that we will be rescued from difficult situations by God. Um, It means we can enjoy so many of the amazing things God's created for us. So um, look in verse 3, it says, play skillfully on the strings. Now, that's definitely not one that we need to tell the band today for sure. They were amazing, always are. Um, But yeah, we can can enjoy people's talents. You know, we we can enjoy music and we can celebrate that. Uh, or in verse 6, it says, the heavens were made by the word of the Lord. Like, we can go out and we can, we can wonder at God's creation, at the beauty of God's creation. You know, we can go out and we can gaze into the sky, to the stars, hopefully not in Glasgow with all the air pollution, but we can, we can look up and we can enjoy that. You know, we can take joy in that. In verse 10, I absolutely love this one. It says, the Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. Like, have you ever felt in in that pain when there's there's people there's like a council of nations there's people who seem to be making terrible terrible decisions and they're having a massive impact on your life have you ever felt that way i have and uh, we can have confidence that those decisions will ultimately fall away and we also know that god's plans will absolutely be standing when that happens like that is something that we have with god's love And then in verse 12, it says, happy is the nation whose God is the Lord. We can have happiness. And it's not just in this psalm that we read about the impact of God's life, God's love on our life, like in real practical ways. Um, It's actually throughout the whole of the Bible. So it's a real theme, I would say, in the Bible. Um, So we read that perfect love, which is God's love, it drives out fear. So fear and worries and anxiety, that can all go down, that can all decrease when we receive God's love. We read that faith is confidence and assurance. So our confidence can go up, we can be more sure. That's the opposite of fear and worry. Our fear and worry is going down, our confidence and assurance is going up. We read that we're called to freedom. So with God loving us like he does, we are more free, we're more free Uh, Love from God means freedom to be able to pursue all of those things we've just looked at, like the rejoicing, the trust, less anxiety, more confidence. So how do we receive that love that God is offering? Well, I honestly believe it is as easy as those vows in a wedding. Repeat after me. That's what Brian said at at, uh, Dave and Lindsay's wedding. Repeat after me. Repeat after David. David prays this prayer at the end of Psalm 33. May your faithful love rest on us, Lord. He asks God for that love. Um, Looking at the Bible, you can see super clearly that David's life was absolutely touched by the love of God. And in all of these ways we've just looked at. So he was caught dancing, rejoicing, worshiping God without a care in the world for what anyone else would think of him. He squared up to Goliath, the giant, with no fear. And he was rescued by God time and time and time again. Like, looking through the Psalms, you can see that. He was being rescued literally from the hands of his enemies. David's life was absolutely touched by the love of God. So, my challenge for us 
this morning and going into this Christmas season is to pray this prayer that David prayed. May your unfailing love, Lord, rest on us, for we put our hope in you. And this is why I believe that that prayer will be answered, because I know that God loves us. I know that God loves us because he sent his son, Jesus, into the world. Emmanuel, God with us. God loves us so much that he was not content to see us just left in peril on our own. Uh, he sent Jesus to be our savior, our rescuer. Um, and that is what we are celebrating here at Christmas. Uh, so before handing back, I'm just going to close by praying. Yeah, Father, Lord, thank you for, the, for your love, Lord. And thank you for this, this Christmas message that we can celebrate again this year, Lord. Father, I pray right now over all of us, may your unfailing love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. Yeah, Jesus, thank you for that love, Lord. We, we want to receive it this morning, Father, and I pray that that manifests in our lives this Christmas as more joy, more rejoicing, Lord, that it manifests as more celebration in music and in the world and the beautiful things that you've made for us, Lord, in more trust in you, Father. I pray for more trust for each of us at this time. Yeah, Jesus, I pray for fears and worries and anxiety to go down. Lord, I, I pray it be cast out from this room, Lord, by your great love. Lord, and I pray for us to experience your freedom, Lord. May your unfailing love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. And we pray all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.